Yeah. Is that an X? Is that an O? XO Sports Talk? Yeah. Let's go. Ah! I got my swag, man. Ah! I got it back. Ah! The whole yeah, swag. Swaggy. Yeah, <laughs> I got it back. And that's oh, without an swag. energy drink. Swaggy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. E. Yeah, we are definitely going to TikTok with all these I got it all the way back. <laughs> I got it all the way back. Welcome to EXO Sports Talk, everybody. I hope you're tuning in tonight because I'm telling you, we got some hot news for you right here on EXO Sports Talk Live. I got the fellas with me, Brian, Aaron, Terry. We're here. We're missing our boy, Malcolm. Malcolm, wherever you're at, man. Listen, man, tune in, man. Check us out, man. We miss you, brother. I know you are um, doing that solo career now, man. But watch out, man. Those solo careers could be real sketchy, bro. Come on back home. Come on back home, man. We got a spot for you right here on EXO Sports Talk. What's up, everybody? Fellas, what's, what's going, going on? on? What's going on? <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Man, Hello, it's going down. It's going down in the town. Woo, woo, woo. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. <laughs> right, I'm ready. Ready like Freddy, as they always come on, man. Extra sports talk is right here. We're coming at you live. <laughs> and I was, I was asked, um, why do I punch my chest and then point out? And that's for my little grandson. I said, oh. every time I'm going to punch my chest and point the finger, I love you. So that's the reason why. Oh, cool. okay, that's cool. All cool. right. All right. I thought it was a heartburn or something. That's a reflex. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a comedian. Eat those egg salad sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Terry, please, please, please tell them about the subscribe button. XO Sports Talk would like to thank all our viewers for their support. We are currently streaming on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you are watching the show on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, tap the notification bell, and um, click that share button. Let the people know what you're into, what you're watching. And um, feel free to join in on the show um, on the live chat um, where you can post your comments or you can call 475-221-5006 to join in on the conversation. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, let's go. Welcome. Welcome. Man, yeah. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Guys, some sad news out of out of the NFL for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, two oh, yeah. two gentlemen passed away. Uh, one, Jalen Ferguson. It was a tragic loss um, for the Ravens family. Earlier Wednesday, the team announced that the linebacker passed away at the age of 26. Ferguson, the third-round pick of by the Baltimore Ravens in 2019 out of Louisiana Tech, recorded 62 tackles and four-and-a-half sacks across the, this three-year season. Um, the um, medical um, squad was there. They wasn't able to revive him. 
which is truly sad. Yeah. Yeah. Too young. (sighs) Way too young. Yeah, definitely. Another loss for the organization was Saragossa. Tony Saragossa. Died in his sleep, according to the um, Pro Football Network, known effectively as the Goose. Saragossa spent 12 years in the NFL with the Colts and the Ravens winning the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens in 2021. Mm-hmm. He spent over a decade on the sidelines as an analyst for the NFL, for Fox NFL Sunday. And guys, you know, for for the Steeler fans, he was a tough nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Old school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The belly sticking out. Yep. He was going to clog that middle. <laughs> he was going to clog oh, yeah. that middle. And yeah. that was the style of football back then when it was about you had to have a good running game and you had to have a good nose tackle in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was a, he was a good nose tackle. And man, he transitioned well over to the, the, the field as an analyst on the field. Yeah. Uh, he, he was like, a, he remind me, <clears throat> he remind me a little bit of Madden the way he would bring the game and make it fun for just, you yeah. know, your average spectators. Oh, yeah. Yep. And he, uh, he, I mean, he would bring it right into your living room. Um, and that's that's what I liked about him when he mm-hmm. was on the sidelines. He'd bring it right there into your living room. So you felt like you were right there in the stadium, even though you were home watching it on your couch. And, and guys, yeah. to me, you know, we at, we at times we, we let things go, forget about things until something sad happens. And now I'm like, why did they let him go? Ah, uh, that's a good. He question. was a colorful personality yeah. on the sidelines, and everybody, everybody, yeah, liked him. Like you said, we Steeler fans, and we, like I said, he transitioned so easily over to the to the mm-hmm. booth or to the, he, field. to the field. He was that. Sidelines. He was truly that blue collar guy on the sidelines <laughs> that made the game fun on the sidelines, and he can tell you still about the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. And you're, you're saying to yourself, wait a minute. I can't believe he's gone. And why was he gone from the sidelines? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, we can we can talk about the sidelines. You know, some of the people that they have on the sidelines that are boring. Mm-hmm. Flat out. Whether Absolutely. they're former football players or the girls, the guys. Some of them are just flat out boring. And, and he had so much personality. On the sidelines, the goose. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Awesome and like He was like Madden. He yep. was like he was able to bring the game to your diehard fans and you know the fans that were tuning in because maybe it was a big game or something. Mm-hmm. He was able to break it down. You know, break down that terminology so that Absolutely. everybody understood yep. what was going on. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's not forget. For the fans, for younger fans who may not have seen him play, his name may not have stood out like a Ray Lewis, but he freed up areas Absolutely. so Ray Lewis and them could get Absolutely. to those places. Bingo. Oh, he yeah. took out two people. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And that was 
Old style football, Brian, you're absolutely right. Your job is to clog up the middle and keep Ray Lewis jersey clean so he can make go in either blitz yeah. Yeah. or get a mm-hmm. or get a good shot on the running back. Arguably one of the mm-hmm. top three defenses probably ever. I don't know. For my yeah, my gender, I gotta remember. That, that 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 Baltimore Ravens defense was solid. They were yeah. they were yeah. tough. Yeah. And and you know, yeah. we, we forget that um he started his career with the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. And he came over later to the um Baltimore Ravens mm. where that they that defense they just stacked the deck mm-hmm. of a lot of defensive talent they had on that team. Yeah, there was another big guy next to him. I can't remember his they name. had uh Saragusa and they also the had Rod Woodson. Yeah, but who's that other no, big D a, tackle? The tackle. I don't know who there it is. Another big D tackle next to him. His name. I can't, I can't think remember of his name. His right name. Now. But, but they, uh, they, they were two big a, ones. They were two big boys. Yeah, they were just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. objects. Yeah. The goose. Yeah. The goose lives. Yep. But, um, we enjoyed your career, goose. Yes. Dead at the age. Tony Saragusa dead at the age of 55. MLB NHL update Emerson. Well, hello everybody. You know this is episode number 57 of Exo Sports Talk and I got the power rankings in the Major League Baseball diamond uh this week and we're going to go right back to New York, the New York Yankees. But they got their block knocked off because the Toronto <laughs> Toronto came in there and stopped that nine-game winning streak on Sunday, and I was so happy to see it. And then I'm, the, I'm uh, sorry, Emerson. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like Ann Freeze. Yeah. Who won the series? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, big deal. Sometimes I just wanted to see. I wanted to see that win second, streak end. Okay, and second of all, who put up the most runs in that series? You know what? That really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Whenever I can oh, see the man. Yankees lose, I yeah. want to see them lose. Yesterday's That's what I price see. is not today's price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might care about what they did then. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Tampa, Tampa uh, put it on you too. Three home <laughs> runs by Isaac yeah. Pardis in a 5-4 win. Um, they acquired him back um, back in April sometime, and um, I don't know if they knew they were getting this versatile player, or this young infield player with great um, plate discipline and everything, but he paid dividends against the Yankees. He'll always be able to tell his kids and his grandkids, you know what, I hit three home runs against the New York Yankees while they were one of the top teams in the American League. So big up to... Uh, Tampa for knocking off the Yankees, but the Yankees still remain number one in the power rankings this mm. week. Followed by number two, the New York <laughs> Mets. <laughs> the New York Mets, listen, they're still playing good ball right now. They're probably getting ready to get Max back. Um, I heard he was um, did a bullpen session or two, um, threw over 65 pitches, so they're getting one of their starting mm. pitchers back, so they're just going to get stronger as we go towards the All-Star break, and after the All-Star break, they should start to get all their pieces back to go for the stretch. Um, coming in at number three this week, the San Diego Padres. Listen, they have a few injuries too. I think Machado's been nursing some injuries, mm-hmm. but listen, they got some other players. Uh, Joe Musgrove, uh, he's been carrying them and uh, they're just doing what they need to do to stay afloat, um, to keep pace with uh, my my Los Angeles Dodgers. All right. 
Um, but they are looking good. I'm telling you, San Diego is going to be a tough out for us. I'm worrying about them because they're in the National League West. But coming in at number four this week, the Houston Astros. Listen, we, we talked about them last week in the show before. Um, what a job Dusty Baker's doing. They just, keep, job. they just keep winning. They just keep mm-hmm. winning. They're just a solid team. They have a solid coach um, defensively, offensively, pitching. They're just playing good, solid baseball right now. And that's what you want to be able to do, play good, solid baseball right now, get to the all-star break, come out swinging after the all-star break, and be healthy when we get to October for that those pennant races. So I'm just saying, look out. I don't know what's going to happen down the stretch, but Houston Astros are going to have something to say about what goes on in the American League. So watch out um, all your other contenders in the American League because the Houston Astros are going to be right there. And then at number five in our power rankings for this week in the MLB, we got my Los Angeles Dodgers. Listen, they had some ups, they had some downs, but listen, they're staying right there. Um, we got some injuries right now. One of our top players, Mookie Betts, in the, um, he's nursing a little injury. I hope he get, gets back real soon, but I don't want them to rush him back because we're going to need him after the all-star break. So uh, that's my top five from the major league baseball. Um, I also want to send out to uh, Tani who had like eight RBIs in a game this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what a, what a player, wow. pitcher, yeah. hitter. I, I don't know when the last time we've seen this um, from a player um, like Babe Ruth, I guess would be the other player. Yeah. And I think we talked about that yeah. um, sometime earlier this year. Uh, he's just, he's just an incredible player. Jeez, um, I mean, pitching, hitting, what, what, what do you do with that? You just don't see that anymore. And he's just an <clears throat> evolutionary player right now that we're looking and we're able to witness this. So um, big up to Otani. He's, uh, he's just doing what he needs to do to be yeah, a standout thing, player man. in this yeah. game. So, um, that is my news from the Major League Baseball, but I need to move over to the ice because the ice is getting hot and it's getting very, very hot. It's getting so hot that it might melt. <laughs> but first of all, I want to send a big shout out to none other than Austin Matthews, who was this year's mm-hmm. NHL MVP winner, Hart mm-hmm. Trophy and Lindsay Award winner. Um, over 60 goals this year. That feat hasn't been done, um, um, I guess, the last time. It was maybe over 10 years ago. Yeah. But Austin Matthews, I want to send a big shout-out to you um, for a job well done, a season well done. Um, you weren't able to get your team here to the Stanley Cup, but you really played a – you had a heck of a year. And Austin Matthews, we send a big shout-out to you from EXO Sports okay. Talk. And now – And now – to the Stanley Cup. We at the Stanley Cup, y'all. <laughs> Listen, uh, the last score I read, I think, let me let me just let me just double check. I think um the Tampa Bay Lightning, they were up. They were up in that game. Yeah, Listen, let's let's just double check that. I want to make nothing. sure. I want to make nothing. sure. Is that the same score? Same score. T- Tampa Bay is up right now. Um, listen. We know that Colorado came in there and they threw the first two punches. They went up 2-0 in this series. But the champs, the two-time defending champs said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And listen, if you saw game two, fellas, I'm telling you, it mm-hmm. was just amazing. They scored seven goals on Valeski, who's one of the best in the business in goalies. He's one of the best goalies in the business. But then they said, Tampa Bay said, we're coming back and we're going to strike lightning like we always do. 
and we're going to knock you down. So listen, <laughs> they got back home. They got in front of their home fans and they said, listen, we are the two time defending champs for a reason. And we're going to show our championship pedigree. And they said, we're not just going out like that. They need to win this game tonight. They do not want to go down 3-1 to the Colorado Avalanche because they could be in big, big trouble. I know they're the defending champs, but this Avalanche team, they're no slouches. They're tough. They're gritty, and they will hit you in the mouth, and they're fast. They're a really fast team. I didn't realize how fast they were until I started watching them more in this series right here. So I'm telling you, Tampa Bay, you guys better put on your hard hats bring your lunch pail and all of that because Colorado may have something to say about your championship, but I believe I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning to win this series. Ouch. Mm. They're going to even it up tonight and they're going to go on and win it. That's yeah. my prediction. I'm That's picking my Tampa too. With this week in the NHL, there's something about championship pedigree. It's just something about it. Huh? Colorado on seven. I'm Woo! taking Tampa. And Ooh. Tampa will go for the trifecta, which hasn't, yeah. I don't think it's ever been done. I can't remember. I yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think so it's ever is, been done. Be, yeah. So, uh, famous lyrics from John Denver Rocky Mountain High, <laughs> Colorado. Uh, That's they're going into the second period. So, Gore, you like Colorado. Yeah. You like Colorado going, taking it, taking it this year. Okay. I want All right. nothing out of Tampa Bay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't want the Tampa Bay no. Buccaneers. That's I don't a want true the Yankee Tampa, fan talking Tampa right there. Bay. You, you just yeah. mad the Rays. The Rays just nothing. beat the Yankees. You're just mad about that. Yeah, that's what you know. Double Rays, Rays, whatever they are. I don't want nothing out of Tampa Bay. So moving right along. Thank you, Emerson, oh, for the update. <laughs> oh man. Oh God. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors beating the Boston Celtics 103 to 90. Emerson, who did you have to win the I had the Celtics. Mm. I had the why Celtics. did you have the Celtics? I had the leprechauns. I had the parquet floor. <laughs> I had the Larry Bird mystique. I had the ML car towel waving, but it just didn't happen. You know why? You know why? Because the Warriors did it. The Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors. They did it. The Warriors. It was yeah. the Warriors. They did it. <laughs> if nobody doesn't know classic. what he's talking about, he's talking classic. about a, a B-movie classic called The Warriors. Uh, yeah. 1978, 1979, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you ever get a chance to... um find the movie the warriors, the warriors was a, did it was a there they are, the warriors <laughs> and the funny thing is one of the the lead not the one of the stars in the movie the warriors he went on to play in um 48 hours yeah and yes, he, he was hmm. he was the uh he was Ooh. gans no huh. yeah wasn't he gans gans you was in what? there he was Gantz, in there too. Gantz was in there. Gantz, You're absolutely yeah, right. Played Gantz. So in who's the other guy you talking hours. about, Aaron? Luther. Oh yeah, yeah, Luther. Yeah, he yeah, was in right. there. Oh, yeah. Luther, Luther was yeah. the one that got um, um, Eddie Murphy opened the door, and he said, yeah. "Luther." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about he was in there too. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that was um, that was a warriors. Classic. 
B-movie. Come out and play. Yeah, but the Warriors, Warriors. did come out and the Warriors <laughs> did come out and play and beat the Boston Celtics and yes, they did. Right in the yes. garden. <laughs> um, big ups, big ups to the Warriors. I want to first tip my hat um, to Coach Steve Kerr. Um, I think he had it. He had uh, a special place in this in this in this victory victory and in this championship. Being able to put all those pieces and gel those pieces together. I know a lot of people uh, are speculating about some of his coaching decisions that he has made throughout this series and throughout the playoffs or even this throughout the course of this year. Uh, some people was talking about he should have opened up the bench a little bit more. There were there are other times in games where um, they didn't think he played his bench enough, but he did what he needed to do. He knew the makeup of his team better than any of us that are on the couch being couch coaches. And I want to first tip my hat to Coach Steve Kerr. Secondly, and most importantly, to one of the greatest shooters of our time, Mr. Steph Curry, MVP, hands down, one of the best shooters I've ever seen in my life. He's one of the best point guards to play this game, and we need to give him his props. And as they say, give him his props right now uh, because he deserves it. He's earned it. This guy has carried his team, winning with Kevin Durant, winning without Kevin Durant winning with mm-hmm. another nucleus of players that he has right now that they've been able to compile both through free agency and through the draft. And he has shown the true championship uh, warrior that he is. And it was just such a great moment to see with him and his family, his dad, his mom, his wife. Um, I just, I just enjoyed the whole moment. And I was just happy for him that he gets to embrace this. And I know Brian said something on our other show that I think he should have won that MVP back in 2015. Um, I think uh, was it uh, uh, who won that? Who won that MVP? Uh, Iggy. Remember, Iggy, Iggy won that yeah. MVP. Iguodala. Yeah. So I, I I think he should have won it then. But sometimes you just have to wait for your time and your season. I think this is his time. This is his season. He wanted to show everybody that I can be the leader of this franchise, be the face of this franchise, and he proved as such. So big ups to the Warriors, Coach Steve Kerr, and to Steph Curry, um, one of the greatest players, greatest shooters of our time. I don't think we'll ever see another shooter like this in a long, long time. Terry. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't – I had the Warriors in seven, so for me it wasn't a, a big surprise. I. You know, I felt like Golden State had the best player in the series in Stephen Curry. So, you know, they also had the right mixture of veteran players in Steph, Draymond, Clay, and Iguodala. And then they had a, a, a young mix of players like Wiggins, who showed up big time in this series. Um, Looney, you know, who showed up not really big in this series, but the, the series before that. And then Gary Payton Jr. paid you big dividends mm-hmm. on defense. And Jordan Poole, who, like, he didn't have a good series, but I'll say this, he he still played loose. Um, so, you know, you still had to respect him out there on the floor. Um, he didn't hit <laughs> as many shots as he was expected to, but he did make some, some shots, key shots. Um, but... You know, on Boston's part, they played a good series. I don't want to take anything away from them. I mean, they went in and took game one. Um, 
they lost a couple games that they probably should have won. But um, I think it was just uh, their lack of – or I won't even say lack. The experience of the finals, mm-hmm. it caught up with them. Yep. And they were kind of like deer in the headlights. Um, but, like, as Emerson said, you know, you got to give your hats off to Steve Kerr. I, I would even say the whole organization. If you look at that organization, mm-hmm. um, you, every NBA team wants, wants, to model, wants to be that organization. Top down, they got ownership that's willing to spend money. They took yeah. a chance on Wiggins when everybody thought they were crazy. Yeah, right. They paid big dividends for him. You know, um, they scout and they draft well. We, (laughs) you, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. I mean, Kaminga. These are and Kaminga didn't even come off the bench and play. So Mm -hmm. you know, watch out for him next year. And you know, I think that combination of yeah, and Wiseman for next year. So (laughs) I think just the combination of that. Plus, you have a a coach who's a player's coach, and the fact that he's won, I think, what five championships as a player. That's something that the players respect, um, because you know you know what you're talking about when you win championships. And I also want to give him credit as well for coming in, Steve Kerr credit. He came in and he didn't. He could have put the reins on Steph, but he didn't change much from what Mark Jackson did, in my opinion. And he kind of let them play. He let Clay and Steph find their way. Um, and it paid off big time. Um, they're going to be around for a while because they just have a system, man. Their, their system, the players buy into it. And the most important player that needs to buy into it is Steph Curry. And they're going to be around for a while. So they're built to win championships, in my opinion. Brian. Um, and I'm just going to reiterate a few things. Um, Steve Kerr, uh, when he originally took over the team, I thought, you know, he, he just inherited a good team, you know, coaching I really wasn't sure about. But he, he has made pivotal moves in coaching decisions. Uh, even in that uh, 2015 when Iggy won that uh, MVP, he wasn't even starting and he put him into the starting lineup and that, and it kind of affected LeBron in some way. He still got his points, but it did alter the series. Uh, and in one of these games, I can't remember which game it was. I remember Aaron was talking about, he said bench Draymond and he put him on the bench for a couple of minutes because he wasn't producing at that given time. And it was a factor in that game. So he has made some good coaching moves and decisions. Um, I had picked Boston to win. I thought they would. Um, I thought they had the wings. But I did say it would come down to their shot selection. And that comes to what Terry was saying about their playoff, our finals experience. They didn't have any. Mm -hmm. And you you could see how Golden State took advantage of that. You can't turn the ball over against Golden State. You don't want to give them more opportunities to score because it's hard enough to stop them from scoring, which you can't do hardly anyway. So if you give them more opportunities, it's a disaster just waiting to happen. But are you surprised they won? No, I'm not surprised they won. Uh, you, we all knew they had the firepower to win it. Uh, when once the pool started heating up and then you had the clay sticking to the wall, 
And then you got the the chef in there cooking up this curry. <laughs> it was a All disaster. Was waiting to happen. All the ingredients just to win the championship. And that's what they did. So kudos to them for winning. And uh, hopefully Boston can build off this too because Golden State is going to be there. Because as Terry said, their, their talent on the bench is still something to be looked at because they're coming. <laughs> Terry. Terry? Yeah. Terry went already. N- no, that's not it. I have a question <laughs> for Terry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Terry, did you yes, take sir. Boston to win the series? Uh, I'm pretty no. sure I took the he, Warriors. He took the seven. Warriors. It was just okay. me and Emerson that took Boston. All right, Terry. Go back and check the, the You check can the ride, team. you can wow. you can ride, you can ride in the caddy <laughs> with question. <me. laughs> Is Steve Kerr, how many rings he got? Do we have nine? I think he's a player and coach. Uh, eight. I meant to tell somebody to check that out while I was talking, but if he gets a couple more, do you throw him above that Phil Jackson? Uh, uh, no, Phil's got what 11? The reason why I would say Phil got 11. Phil was able to um, convince Michael Jordan to change his his style of basketball, and he had to get Shaquille O'Neal to buy into his system. So Phil won championships with the with um, Chicago and the Lakers. Well, think so, about you I'm got sorry, I, three. Kerr, you got Kevin there. Durant. Curry, Clay, and you still had to make that work, even though it's their system. But but it's still the same yeah. team. Yeah, going to a different yeah. team. What you mean? Well, well, you had when ex- when he did that. When you're talking about Phil Jackson was there with Michael Jordan, just when they were <laughs> when they were pretty much um getting away from the uh, physical style of basketball. Yeah. And he had to convince a young Michael Jordan, you got to stop taking too many shots and help the players around you. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to fourth period, the game's yours. Yeah. And he was yeah. able to sell that to Michael Jordan. And if you remember, Michael Jordan got that first coach fired. The first coach was Doug Collins. He was like, get this guy out of here. And they sent Doug Collins on his way. So Phil didn't have no name as a coach. But Michael Jordan bought into it. Yeah. So now you telling Phil to go to the Lakers. Kobe has an ideal because his idol was Michael Jordan. But now Mm -hmm. how does he get Shaq? eating three musketeers and a snicker bar to get his butt in shape and to buy in on it. Yeah. Yeah. So two teams, different stars. I, I would, I would still unfortunately put on um, Phil up there. Yeah. Okay. But back to me, I'm going to take my victory lap T you can jump in the car and join me. You took over the state. <laughs> Where I got shotgun. Other, I got shotgun. Where the, yep. Where I said before, I said 
I'm going with Golden State because they're going to have the veterans and some youth. And at yeah. the right time, Wiggins, no name, youth, showed up in the game and saved Steph Curry's bacon. And at one time when he, he dunked the basketball, it looked like somebody lifted him to slam that basketball. It was like watching a Michael Jordan dunk. <laughs> but yeah. I have a question. And the other thing I have to say is good job. Like Brian said, good job to the Golden State Warriors scouting department. They didn't, they didn't say, oh, we got to go out and give up a first round pick. They just stayed within their system on what they were going to do. Yeah. They knew they were going into a new arena. They didn't panic and say, okay, we got to get a, another big name to come in here and play with Steph Curry. They said, nope, just let the system play out. Um, what's the, the, um, the guy that was hurt for a couple of seasons? Clay Thomas. They mm -hmm. just, Thompson. They just Thompson. Thompson. Clay Thompson. They just let him go ahead, take it easy, get yourself back right. They didn't, they didn't panic. Yeah. And then that goes back to that. Uh, not only did they not panic, they was like with the D'Angelo Russell, as I said last time, once they see it didn't work, they didn't waste no time. They was like, out of here, let's try something else. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that it got to me was um, Tatum. I didn't understand Tatum when Patterson was on him. And I'm saying, who was uh, on Peyton Junior. Oh, Peyton. Peyton Junior. Peyton yeah. Junior. I'm sorry. Okay. When Peyton Junior was on him, I'm saying to myself, "Beat him down." Yeah. Be the bully against this kid. You got this short yeah. little guy with the headband on his head. Beat him into the ground. Yeah. And he let that little guy play like he was six ten. And yeah. The person that I really felt sorry for in that series was Williams, the big man for Boston. Yeah, he gave everything. He was, yeah. he was hurting. And he was he just kept on going. Now, I have a question for you guys before we move on. If they come back with the same roster right now. Which team? Boston and Golden State. And I'm going to start it off with Emerson. Do you think Boston next year can beat Golden State? Let me say this. We don't, we don't know um, what's going to happen in the offseason as far as... Emerson. 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 This was not for you to get up there with the eraser. This is just same team but right now. I Right now, I think Golden State will probably win. Terry. Same rosters, but uh, a year more experience, Golden mm -hmm. State. Because they're, they're young players. To me, they're playing with house money now. And you just, the goal for Golden State is just to get back to the finals. 
So you play your young guys some more minutes. They get that experience. Your uh, Kamingas, uh, who else they have? Moody. I feel um, if Wiseman comes back, that's another thing now you got to deal with. The floors even spread even wider. So definitely Golden State. If they can stay healthy and have the same team, Golden well, that's, State. That was where I was going to go, not to interrupt. I was going to try to get there before I got uh, interrupted. Um, Wiseman <laughs> really was not a part of the roster. So it's not the same roster. Even though he's on the roster, he didn't play this year. So when you talk about the same rosters, you know, I'm, I'm looking at guys that didn't play. We're talking injuries and all those things. You know, we have to look at all those different components and put those into the equation. So I would take yeah, Golden State point. because I like the rim protector that Weissman can be. He has the potential to be a great rim protector. Earlier in that series, I didn't think they had anyone to protect the rim. And mm-hmm. I thought um, Boston was getting the best of them on the boards um, where Horford was able to bang inside and do some things. But now you say the same rosters. No, um, we have to look at that because Weissman didn't play. Yeah, Brian. that was my point. I'm sorry, Emerson. Yeah. And I, I'm going to actually go the opposite way. I'm going to go Boston um, with the year more experience and having the two elite wing players, which to me, I don't think Golden State has pretty much anybody on their roster that can stop them. They just need to find a way to get better shot selections and easier buckets. So to me, I, me and Terry had this discussion a little bit at some point in time. I said they should run a little bit of the triangle just so they can be at the elbows or in the post. You know the double team will have to come and they can kind of facilitate to other players and get them their shots. Um, Golden State, yeah, definitely. I, I could say, yeah, I could see them coming back. But the Wiseman thing kind of intrigues me because Golden State is at their best playing small ball. Because if you play Wiseman, where do you put Draymond? Then you talk about you having two players on the floor who really can't stretch the floor to me. A Wiseman can shoot a little bit. Yeah, he, pretty. He shoot a little I bit. like I like his mid. Well, I won't call it a mid range, but he can give you something. Uh, I just think he brings another element to the team. Yeah, well, he, yeah, yeah. He's just wide the wingspan that he presents to to teams. I mean, it's just, it's just it would just. Um, yeah, I just don't think him and Draymond would be good on the floor together. To me, but I guess we'll yeah. see because he really hasn't played him. How many years has he been there? Two? This might be three now. Yeah. This will be coming up no, on the third year. Yeah. He's been there two years. Oh, wow. So, wow. <clears throat> so we'll yeah. see how it works. And, and I want to uh, also say, um, Aaron, you said something about uh, Wiggins. W- Wiggins played big dividends in this series because he was a player really nobody really wanted um, over the last few years. You know, he was yeah. traded a couple times and, yeah. you know, former number one pick overall. So, um, Aaron, you pointed out something uh, good there when you talked about um, Wiggins playing big dividends in this series. Thank you. And uh, I'm sorry, I thought you I I had a flashback of you with um, when we were playing Madden as as um, teenagers, how you would 
take the linebacker and move him into the safety position <laughs> and take the wide receiver and put him in the linebacker's position. I thought you were going to do one of those things. Oh, uh, no, no, no. A complete no, no. flashback. Of uh, the Madden I, days. I, was just, I was just really good at Madden. You know, nobody could really beat me. So, you know, I was just, I was just really good at that. Oh, wow. uh, everybody yeah. on this panel, we, we're everybody gonna stay on this, this panel knows we're that. Definitely we're definitely going to table that. Joe knows. Yeah, Joe gonna, knows uh, the truth. Joe knows. Yeah. <laughs> everybody on this panel knows that, man. <laughs> but, the best. For, for me, uh, hey, I well, would before say. Before we move on, um, Aaron, I just want to touch on something that you mentioned um, about Gary Payton Jr. and Tatum. Um. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Tatum should have been a little bit more aggressive um, playing against him. But I had a coworker that went to that game six. And I was kind of saying the same thing, like, why, why are they settling for shots? And, you know, we talked about how at the end of the game, like Jalen Brown and Tatum, they seemed tired. And he brought – he was there. He had really good seats. Um, I guess he had a little connection with – someone that works at ESPN and he said he was he was there and he saw it he said what happened was Golden State's offense wore down Tatum and Brown because mm-hmm. he's like look at it like this and yeah. Tatum and Brown get the ball and they isolate you got guys like Steph Curry or Draymond who could kind of rest mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. you know Brown's going to the basket so you really don't have to worry. He was saying with Golden State, he said not only was it physically, but mentally you had to stay in tune for 48 minutes mm-hmm. on, the, on the defensive end because a pick came, you had to remember to switch. You had to remember your coverages. You had to remember to rotate. And he was like, at the end of the third quarter, you could see Tatum and Brown, Brown were gassed. Yeah. yeah. So they they had nothing point. in the tape, you know. Yeah. And so he, he just, uh, you know, kudos to him because – I felt like, yeah, why isn't Tatum being more aggressive? But maybe he just didn't have the legs. He didn't have the legs. Yes, you know? yes. And that was that, that was a oh go ahead. I'm sorry, T. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying that that's that's the effect that Golden State's mm-hmm. forget, you know, you, you forget about Steph Curry, just the offensive movement that they have on teams, you know? Yeah. And where's the him down? The thing to me is I think the next time if you if you keep the rosters the same, Boston will beat them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that shame on Boston, but you better practice this come next um, in the off season, you have to wear down Steph Curry. You've got to make Steph Curry go through picks. If Steph Curry is going to make you run around after him, then you beat him down. And they did not wear him down. They, they came close in one game, but you've got to, you want to pick him, boom, hit him. And I'm saying to myself, they had too much respect for him. Golden, Golden State kind of knows how to hide him. That's why the enforcer, uh, Draymond is out there. No, sure. I understand you got the enforcer, you know? but if you make Steph Curry keep going through picks, keep going through picks, guess what? Steph Curry's got to run around again on offense. 
I mean, they started right. the game out with Smart even come posting them up in that yeah. last yep. game, and then they just kind of went away from it. They went away from it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm saying to myself, what's going on? And the other thing to me is I think Tatum the next time around, Smart, who I'm not wild about, are going to be ready for Draymond Green's antics. Because I think this coach is going to say, all right, you've seen his nonsense. What's your focus? Yeah. Play mature. Forget about him. Because next year, that kid Williams is going to be 100%. Yeah. And if that kid Williams is 100%, Draymond's got nothing for him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he's going to, he's all those antics that Drake, it's not going to work. That's what I said. It was everybody needs a Draymond. Green I thought, team. yeah, you've yeah. seen Boston. It was just too many turnovers. It was just an experience. Yeah, turnovers. Yeah. 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 Turnovers yeah. would, yeah. So now, now, guys, Steph Curry wins the MVP. Guys, where do you put Steph Curry's NBA championship performance in this championship series? Terry. I mean, wow. I mean, his game six performance was, it was impressive, right? I mean, led the team with 34 points, I believe. He shot 50% from the field. Um, what do you have? Like six three pointers. He had seven boards too, which mm-hmm. I didn't, I found that kind of interesting that he got seven boards being one of the smaller players seven assists, um, in the too. game. You know, on 40 minutes, yeah. So, um, his numbers in this in the series, in the you know overall in terms of stats, he was averaging 31 points. He mm-hmm. shot 48 percent from the field and 43 percent from the three point line. Um, I don't know if that it. I, I want to say that's got to be a record. Um, you know, I have to look it up, but that's. That's got to be a record. I don't know if there's been a player in the finals that shot 48% from the field and 43% from the three-point line. Um, To me, there's no doubt in my mind with Klay Thompson and Draymond, who seemed a step slow in this series, that Steph Curry was the reason why they won this NBA championship. So he deserves the MVP. Kudos to him. Um, I, I want to go back to the game where he had 43 points. Um, I want to say like 10 rebounds or something or 12 rebounds, something crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. and made like seven threes. That was just incredible. Like he just refused to let his team lose. And when you have that type of instinct in you and um, you will your team to win, listen, I'm going to make sure that we don't lose this basketball game. Mm-hmm. And that's what he exhibited that night. You know, that 43-point game, I think that was the game where they either uh, they even up the series. I can't remember. I, I got I got to go <clears> back <throat> and look at it, look at my notes. But that 43-point performance was one of the greatest performances I've seen mm-hmm. in the NBA Finals. And I just, you know, I just, I just couldn't believe what I was watching this, this young man do on the basketball court. So I just want to rank him up there. When you say, where do I rank him as far as the NBA finals performance? 
that may be a top five NBA performance of all time. Mm-hmm. Brian. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I think Emerson is right. I think top five in there. And and this is just another box checked off in his career that's still ongoing as, as we get to see and witness one of the best shooters in the game that we've ever seen or the game has ever seen so far. Um, so with that, you got you to gotta just tip your hat off to him. And as Terry's saying, not only was he giving you the points, but he gave you seven rebounds and seven assists. And with that seven rebounds, that kind of lets you know right there that Boston must have been taking some jumpers because long rebounds, I'm guessing that's how you would kind of get those kind of stats when you look at it. But to know that he's able to do the things that he's trying to do, when uh, as Aaron, we talked about last week, you was talking about, well, Wiggins may get MVP. And we was like, well, if Steph gets 20, we were saying it's a different 20 because the right. team is trying to stop him. Exactly. And this guy, the mm-hmm. team was trying to stop him, and he still put up what, 34 yeah, on, on, yeah. The, on the percentages of what Terry was just saying. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just we, we witness greatness right now. We are witnessing that. And uh, like I have mentioned, where is he on that top 10? Is he on that top 10 of all greatest Ooh, all yes. time? Yeah. Yeah. As Steph said in the parade, what they're going to say now? What can they say? (laughs) What can they say? Yeah. And and Brian, not not to cut you off, I want to go back to something when we were talking about Luka Donich um, in a series um, when they were playing um, in the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. I said night in and night out, teams come in there with everything they have planned. The main focus is we're going to stop Steph Curry. And mm-hmm. he's going in night in and night out, knowing he's going to see multiple defense assignments. Mm-hmm. But he still finds a way. And that was game four that he scored at 43 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah. 43 yeah. and 10 yeah. rebounds. Yeah. That was a big performance. He's a bad man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this one. The NBA rumor mill has Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons going to the Los Angeles Lakers for Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Emerson, do you make that trade? It's not going to happen. The Lakers are not going <laughs> to trade Anthony Davis for no tea in China, no beans in Boston, and no crab meat in Maryland. Question is, would you do it? Yes. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do I'm it? I'm not letting go Anthony Davis, one of the most skilled big men in this game. I know his best ability, as Malcolm would always say if he was here, is availability. Malcolm, I had to throw that in there for you. But if Anthony Davis gets healthy mm. and we see a healthy Anthony Davis, mm. or let me say this. If we get a, if we see a trade, mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis goes somewhere, and he's healthy for the next three years without any injury, the Lakers will be kicking themselves down the steps for the next twenty years. You said 
if. And, and I've seen I've seen that happen. I've you seen said, players. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me ahead. finish I'm my sorry. point and I'll let you go. I've seen players go from one team that had injuries throughout their career with that with that team go to another team and they're injury free for the next four years and they go to three All Star games, um, three uh, uh, you know go to championships and all those different things because that team said we're done with them. He's got the injury bug, and we're going to put. And let's let me just back up while we're still talking about Steph Curry too. There was a time the Golden State Warriors rumor mill was to trade Steph Curry because he had some ankle issues and he couldn't stay healthy with those ankles. And I know some of you guys on this panel know what I'm talking about. There mm-hmm. was talk of trading yeah. Steph Curry because of his ankles injury. Can you imagine if they would have done that? Yeah. And he goes to some other team and he's won two other championships. I just want to throw that in there. So be careful when you talk about trading Anthony Davis. Mm. Well, I'm going to go next. Please go, bro. Yeah. Because <laughs> Marvel cartoon had a cartoon called What If? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if this happened? And what if Captain America was a woman and this and that? There's all kinds of different scenarios. Oh man. We talk about reality, my friend. <laughs> and okay. reality says this guy can't stay on the court. He dressed nice. <laughs> There's some buzz on Twitter <laughs> that says he got hurt opening his closet door. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Anthony Davis. So I look at it as you saying he's a, would you say he's a top ten player right now? No. He's not in the top 10. No. Boy, that, that's bad right there. So not in the top 10. So besides that, I'll say Aaron, uh, that's probably won't happen. I don't think there's ever been the league where you had four all-star players traded for each other, pretty much still in the prime of their careers. So what if, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would do it if I was the Lakers. I would do anything to get Anthony Davis out of there. I would do it. Mm-hmm. But on that, I just want to go into a little bit of this Kyrie Irving because, uh, you know, they're talking about his contract and um, the, the NBA players. I really think they need to look at this because what they're doing M- NBA. Who is that? NBA, MLB and NFL. What do they have that's different? NFL doesn't have guarantee, right? Contract? Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're talking about Kyrie getting like a three-year or a five-year kind con- no, three-year contract with incentive to play. Mm. So with that, to me, it's like owners are trying to foresee what they're trying to do. Is they're trying to get these players not to get that guaranteed money. Because mm. I, I was thinking before, I was like, wow. Going back to our like Grant Hills, Tracy McGrady's, the contracts used to be like 10, 12 years. Now they only get in like five mm-hmm. years. Now, if you do Kyrie three incentive base, that's just gonna open the doors up for owners. Like Lay's potato chips. You can't have just one. Mm-hmm. You get one, you just want more. So that's just something to keep the eye on. Wow. I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting because 
I think owners will use that if Kyrie has to sign it for the simple fact. I see your past history that you've been a player Mm -hmm. and your resume shows that you want to pick and choose when you want to play. So here's this little clause in the contract. Mm -hmm. The ones that play every day and that's the star. No, I'm not signing that because I come to work every day. You're making the, you're making the player accountable. And the NBA players, unfortunately, have their own selves to blame for that. Yeah. So I would like to see it because I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, um, I I need a rest day. I wish I could go and tell my (laughs) boss I need a rest day. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Aaron, uh, we need you to break out this uh, gate with the jackhammer. You know, boss, I I, I need a rest day. This, you know. This isn't going to work for me today, but, yeah. uh, but I'll be in tomorrow because yeah. it's payday. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, for me, you know how I feel about the Lakers. I would, I, I, I would, I would throw in LeBron, everybody on, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. I would just, it, you, by the time I get finished with the Lakers, you would hear nothing but crickets in the locker mm. room. Because there'll be nobody left. Yeah. The team is old. The Lakers had a good run. They got an NBA championship out of LeBron. This kid Davis is 29 years old now, and he can't stay healthy. And that's a bad resume. Especially when you start to get older. Yep. He's not going to get healthier. He's only going to get worse. So my feelings is like this. You've got a window of maybe three more years with LeBron. Sell. Like Belichick would say, when you have a star, you don't hold on to the star until, until, they're, until they're at the end of their career. You get rid of the star so you can get something in return. And if the Lakers had the right management team in the front office, they would have built the right team around LeBron. They wouldn't have brought in old man Westbrook. You brought in Davis because it was the right time to bring him in. And now it's the right time to get rid of him and send Westbrook on his way. And I would send LeBron on his way. I'm sure, Le- I'm sure LeBron got a trade clause oh. in his. Or he at least oh. going to have some say he if does. he's going or he not. Yeah. You, only have, you only have three more years with LeBron. He you're said not trade talking, LeBron, folks. You're not talking five years. And even if you do keep LeBron for three years, you're not going anywhere. He said trade LeBron. Golden State is already there. Phoenix is right there. The Lakers are not going to be better than Dallas. So let's go with, let's go with the Denver Nuggets. Let's go with the, let's go with the Utah Jazz. Who are the Lakers going to be? And guess what? You're going to have the Clippers knocking on the Lakers back door next year. In the Staples Center. So short long term 
this this is a disaster. Cut your cut your cut your bad pieces to the team. I'm gonna jump on the let Terry go. Look at T. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to um, Hefe KC in the chat. Um, He's saying if he's a Lakers, he would go all in on Bradley Beal. And then um, he also said, "I like that." Just send LeBron to Dallas. <laughs> I think he, what he's saying, send him there and see what happens. So, yeah. Um, I like the Bradley Bill. You know, though. this is. I like the yeah. Bradley Bill. That's I mean, a I good like move. LeBron I like that too. I like. Now, you give me Bradley Bill. Huh? You bring like Bradley it. Bill to the Lakers for, I don't know who you're trading, but I like Bradley Bill. I like that. I like yeah. that move. I like LeBron to Dallas. Uh, Terry. <laughs> it's it's all kind of hypothetical. I mean, all this talk, but I I don't. I mean, for as much as he stays injured, I would uh, essentially you're saying you're swapping Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis. Um, I don't. I would not. One do bad that. back. I mean, for another injury. Okay, yeah. I mean, the thing is, right. Uh, Emerson, I, I got, I'll support you on this. When he's healthy and he's motivated, Anthony Davis is the best power forward center in the game. Um, again, when he's healthy. Mm. Um, what if? Russell Westbrook for, for Kyrie, that part of the trade, I, I like and would try to do just because it's not really Kyrie's talent that um, is the issue. It, it's his motivation to play games. And um, if you're looking at LeBron, this is a guy that basically took um, J.R. Smith and uh, um, Iman Shumpert when he was in Cleveland, and they played a big part in them winning a the championship one year. So, you know, they say <laughs> LeBron has the ability to get the best out of players. I could see him possibly now. This is a big maybe. Somehow motivate keeping Kyrie focused, but I, I don't know. Ben Simmons, if his game hasn't improved, it'd be just like he was getting another uh, Russell Westbrook. You know, there's not much that you could do when a player can't hit a ten to fifteen foot shot. You know, but maybe. Maybe Russ is an exception and Ben Simmons will turn his game around. But this is all hypothetical. It'll never I don't think this will ever pan out. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. all what ifs. Yep. The the if factor. Yeah. Um what if? Yeah. The Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson settles 20 out of the 24 cases. Settlements. Hmm. Guys. Happy retirement once again to Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski, four-time Super Bowl champion, is retiring again. Mm-hmm. So long, adios, Arrivederci. Don't let <laughs> I. He was one thing I will say about Grunk for the big man. He had soft hands. The, the, the best tight end ever. No, I can't put him as best tight end ever. 
Wow. Who would you give that yeah, to? Sharp. I would who, I would have to say one to? of the best tight ends was Winslow. Mm. Oh, what Winslow? Give us mm. the San Diego Chargers. Kellen Winslow. Kellen you think Winslow. he was more than Gronk? To me, yeah. Gronk is uncoverable. You couldn't, you, put remember, a, you couldn't put nothing on him. The style of football that the old man had to play compared to Gronk, he oh. would have he would have been a beast. No, nah, Gronk could play any 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 year. At that no, I'm talking about the father um, for San Diego. Yeah, you say he playing under. You saying he played in a tougher era, right? No, I'm. I'm. When I say tougher era, there was more bumping. Yeah, you, you can you you, you can beat up on the things, guy yeah. all the way down the field. Yeah. In today's game, you've got to give them space. Yeah. There was no body that can cover Gronk. <laughs> this era. I'm not no, no, no. I'm saying I'm not giving nothing away. I'm not taking nothing away from no. Grunk, but I'm saying that there was other tight ends in different eras that didn't have that open space compared to what Grunk did. Yeah. Now you take some of those. Grunk had that. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, T. Uh, Grunk had that open space. Um. And it, and it ended up to me actually he went when he did have that open space, kind of shortening his career. But he had that open space because Aaron Hernandez was on the other side. Um, another, yeah, could have been, yeah, mentioned as one of the best tight ends in the game, if you know, he had kept his head on straight. But Gronk it was, I mean, his size, he was physical. Um, you know, but I give Kellen Winslow his props, but you know, you, you there's a lot of great tight ends. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Oh. What about Kelsey? Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. Gates. Yeah, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Yeah, <laughs> Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that list is long of tight ends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I mean, even you can even stake, um, you know, Whitten. Whitman. Nah. To the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, he, he ain't in that. Longevity. Category, longevity. Yeah, longevity. Yeah, he ain't in that. I'm not saying yeah. he was better than Grunk. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's in the top 10. Uh, he's not in that. He's not in that. I'm not saying that he's in the top 10. You brought him up. No, I'm bringing him up because he was a good tight end. He's good. There's a lot of good tight ends. But I'm talking about game changing tight ends. If I'm talking great, yeah, Gonzalez. And that's what we're I'm, talking. <laughs> I would say Gonzalez. I would say um, I I would go with Win- Kellen Winslow. Kellen right. Winslow, yeah. senior. Yeah. Make sure you senior. say well, senior. Yeah. For me, I like to go with tight ends who didn't have that clean style of football. That well, that's you. You had a lot of hand checking going on back then you in the you... Kellen Winslow era. But my point is, you can't check Gronk okay. at the line. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's you had that's, to, that's exactly why they was what, awful. Yeah, you that's exactly old. what um FAKC is saying. He's saying that's the reason why Kelsey is such a uh so good because you can't manhandle him at the line. Yeah, you can't tight ends like that. You know they they have the size and the speed. You can't. I don't care if you check yeah. him or not. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Tough cover. Cafe, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and and hold on. Cont- what, a, yep. what about Anthony um Antonio Gates? 
Remember That's him? That's Gates. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Gates. you said Gates. Yeah, Antonio yeah. Gates. Dude, I mean, the the list is long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was different yeah. eras, different times. You know that. Next week you can write yeah. down the list of your top five. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Gronk. Gronk's yeah. career, like I said, would have been. It would have been. He wouldn't be retiring right now, in my opinion. But again, losing Aaron Hernandez kind of shook. You know, he was getting those double teams. He was taking a lot of those hits from two people when it really should have been one person tackling him. But if you take a look at Grunk when he came out of college, Grunk fell in the draft because he he couldn't stay healthy. He had a lot of injuries in college. So, but, you know, take nothing away from the man. The man is one of the best. Oh, yeah. Titans oh, that ever played the game no doubt and no. like Kara Burnett would say I'm so glad we had this time together but we must wrap up this show <laughs> so, Emerson uh, Perry, man, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go man right? well you can stay on you can stay on all night electric slide and all oh, <laughs> you, can, you can even break out with a Billy Ray Cyrus and do a yeah. breaky heart dance yeah Terry Give the people what they us, want. Yep. please tell us about the subscribe button again <laughs> uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight's show um, again hit that subscribe button tell a friend Tell a friend of a friend. Tell your friends to tell a friend. Um, and tune in next week because we got the NBA draft coming up um, tomorrow night. So we'll be talking about that, giving our thoughts on that. And on yep. that note, God bless and good night. Yep. And Emerson. Shimmy, good night, shimmy, everybody. Shimmy. And we'll see you next time right here live on Exo Sports Talk, the greatest and hottest sports talk show in the land. Good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Uh, hey, it's all over. Hey, Joe. Thank, thanks yeah. for tuning in, Joe. Come, come, come. Check us out next week, man. No Yo, worries. Joe. What up, Not Joe? And <laughs> that see there, we have bell. we we have Bethany Grace in the chat room. Thank Bethany, you once again. Hello, uh, hello, hello. The show. Yeah. Hey. Thank you all for tuning in. We love it. We love yep. it. Tune in. Yes. We'll be Joe. back. <laughs> Joe, watch yeah, the show. We'll watch sports back. Exo Sports. We'll be back. Exo Sports. We're coming back one more time. We'll see you next time. Exo Sports. Uh...